The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I'm your host, Raider Greg, and yes, the Raiders come out victorious in Bronco Hotel. Most painful game I have ever had to watch. <laughs> ever. That and more here on show 454. All right, Raider Nation, on today's show, we will have the post-game for my little ponies. The Bronco Hoes take a hit and go down hard there in Denver. It's not mile high, but I call it mile high, and I bet those fans wish they were mile high. We got a hit on that. Also, a pregame for the cheese is coming. Yep, the cheese is on the way. The Green Bay Packers are packing it up and coming to the black hole. Welcome to the West Coast, by the way. We can win this game. We got to talk about that. The bone line's blowing up. And definitely, we got to let the Raider Nation out because this game, (laughs) this freaking game was painful. You know, this should have the lead-in music to the Twilight Zone because this game against the Broncos in Denver was everything that the Twilight Zone stands for. On a sunny, actually warm day for Denver, I thought it was going to snow. Evidently not. (laughs) It was a beautiful day in Denver. The Oakland Raiders travel to the, I know it's not mile high, I'll always call it mile high, stadium there in Denver. I just have to say, (laughs) this game was like walking a mile on broken glass that was on fire. (laughs) Probably the most painful game that I've ever had to watch. And it was a great win for the Raiders, but man... They didn't make it easy for any of us. Coach, thanks as always for joining us here on a Monday afternoon. In your entire life, as a player, as a coach, as a guy watching a high school or a Pop Warner game, have you ever seen a game that fit the bill, a tale of two halves more than the one you just played? (laughs) Uh, I don't know if... Hard, hard to say something like that. I'm sure there's some good ones along the way, but uh, certainly yesterday fit that description. It was great that the defense kept Denver out of the end zone for the entire afternoon. It was the only thing that kept you in the game in the first half. The defensive presence uh, in situational moments was felt. What did you say at halftime to wake up the other half of your football team? Well, we just we just talked about uh, continuing to believe. You know, we we went into Denver with the idea we were going to play, uh, you know, good a good sixty minutes and uh, and see what happened. And uh, at halftime, it was about hey, uh, I believe 
we all believe, let's express that belief and go out and play a full 60 minutes, play these last 30 minutes and like, like we believe we can and see if we can't get this thing turned around. And um, you know, I said, I said it with a smile. I mean, I said, Hey, I, I, I really believe we can do this. Let's, let's go. So and the guys very calm and the guys, uh, we're energized. We went out and took their, took care of business. It wasn't the dramatic fire and brimstone Al Pacino. We're fighting for inches everywhere. Speech. It wasn't that. Oh, there's there were some there's some other moments throughout <laughs> the afternoon that that had some of that. But at that time, no, it was really calm. It was really a matter of hey, uh, we can do this. Let's collect ourselves and go out there and believe we're capable of doing this and let's go out and get it done. Obviously, a lot of things aren't going very well on the way to minus 12 yards of offense and a half. Was it what you were doing? Was it what you were not doing? Was it something specifically Denver did to render the offense so invisible for 30 minutes? Nope. It's capable of happening. You know, four, four drives, I believe, and four, you know, four drives. I think we had one first down that was by penalty and, yeah. and really uh, – you know, they just they shut us down. They did a good job. They're they're a good unit, and they had a, and they had a great day, and and uh, or at least a good start to it. Uh, the one thing at the end of the day is we scored two touchdowns, and they didn't get any, and uh, that ended up being enough. It certainly did. At the half, the offense had minus eleven and a half yards. <laughs> the best thing about the first half was the three field goals that Denver got. They never got in the end zone because the defense was balling their ass off. That's not to say that Denver didn't have chances and opportunities because they blew theirs. A lot of drop passes, a lot of miscues. Yay for us. I think Denver had 24 yards in the whole first half. Maybe the whole game. They couldn't run the ball to save their life, which is their bread and butter. They <laughs> Denver fell apart in the third quarter. And Oakland got got it on them. The defense. I mean, Khalil Mack, five freaking sacks, man. That's the game. That's the game. Those five sacks were crucial, necessary for the Raiders to win. <laughs> it, this game was difficult to watch. How about them Raiders? Chad, Joe, and low NFL money. We got you covered, Raiders and Niners fans. Coming up this hour, a star was born. Khalil Mack turned the Broncos into his girlfriend yesterday. We'll talk about his sensational performance. 12 nothing at the half. Oakland got defensive and battled back to take a 15-12 lead in the fourth, and Khalil Mack took over. All right, second and four, Denver on their 29-yard line. 156 to play. Here comes Mack, and he's going to get him again. He got Osweiler for his fifth sack of the game. He is killing Michael Schofield. Ran right around him and sacked him to tie a Raiders single-game record with the Hall of Famer Howie Long. Five sacks in the second half for Mack. Raiders dropped the Broncos 15-12. to After the game, Jack Del Rio talked about his incredible performance. Uh, he was uh, he was unbelievable. He's uh, He's just getting better and better. He's a great young man. I didn't realize he actually had five sacks on the day. I knew he was... Awesome. I knew he made a big play for the safety, uh, and I knew he'd been back there, I, I thought, three, maybe four, but I didn't realize it was five. So, really, tremendous effort by Khalil. Lo, talk to me, my man. What a turnaround and what a performance. 
Hey, Return of the Mac. That's it. Return of the Mac because the Mac was on fire. I mean, he didn't need no water. Just let oh, it burn. So that dude good. was all over the field. You know, you talk about talking about Denver have two prolific pass rushers. Mac stole the show. He said, anything those guys can do, I can do it better. And yesterday, he was a one-man wrecking machine. 14 weeks into the NFL season, and an Oakland Raider, a second-year Oakland Raider, leads the entire NFL in sacks with 14. Congratulations to Khalil Mack. Most sacks by a Raider in a football game since Howie Long in 1983. Most sacks in an NFL game, period, since Alden Smith in November of 2012. Who would have thought it would have been the defense to step up and earn that victory after the offense racks up negative 12 yards in less than seven minutes of possession during the first half of that game. Look, it wasn't pretty at times, but this is what superstars do. They take over football games. They single-handedly win football games, and that's exactly what Khalil Mack did yesterday as Denver's eight-game winning streak against the Raiders was officially snapped. We talked about it all season long. This team needed a signature win, and now they've got it. One little note, Oakland now 4-3 and three on the road this season. How about that? They only won two road games the previous three years combined. Going for two points instead of one, instead of a, a fee, uh, extra point because Kondo was hurt. That whole drama right there. <laughs> I was going insane. Let's talk about the infamous two-point conversion. When that was going down, what was happening in your mind and I, I was surprised that a, a, a second long snapper, it's not a next man up position in the next man up world of the NFL. Uh, were you caught off guard by Condon not being in there? And you just said, well, we got to go for two here then. Was there any consideration of the field goal? And do you kick the field goal if they aren't back at 33 yards, if it's last year's rule book? Yeah, I would say, I would say there would be a higher probability of an attempt to, if it were sitting at the two yard line. Um, but um, you know our situation, our our snapper, uh, you know, Kondo was in the locker room, seeing if they could get his shoulder back in place, and uh, our backup snapper happens to be recovering from you know a wrist injury, is wearing a cast right now. So, um, Kondo yeah. done the rest of the year, maybe? It's it's possible. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see. We're we're getting all the tests and gathering all the information, but it's uh, it's likely we'll have to find somebody else to come in and handle those duties. Tony Bergstrom, backup centers don't practice long snapping. I think I think we have a few guys that have been practicing, but we just didn't feel comfortable with the effort. Since you only needed the one point, did you consider just trying for it anyway? I mean, or was it just? Uh, it seemed like it was all happening very quickly. How much yeah. thought did you did you put no, it, into it, maybe trying it, to field? Yeah, what what happens is you don't get the time that uh, when you're making decisions like that to sit here and contemplate. Um, I get information directly from the special teams coach that says we need to go for two. Our snapper's in the locker room. And so that's what we're doing. And uh, that's the end of it. It's really pretty simple. Well, I was really happy that it all ended up working out because obviously everyone was playing the, well, what happens if game? (laughs) And, uh, and, uh, you know, those what happen if games become everything that everybody talks about on Monday if you go on to lose a game. But guess what? You ended up winning the game, and so that's, it's all that's what happens. But that's what happens. Listen, that's what happens anytime people don't understand and they jump to conclusions and right. they think they have all the answers when they're sitting on their couch or they're or they're or they're sitting behind the microphone or whatever the case may be. Uh, things like that come up and they become more than what they really are. It's yeah, it's unfortunate. 
You have you have a snapper go down. You have a backup snapper with a cast on his hand. You need to go for two. Pretty simple. Yeah. No. It was uh, when, when it all came into focus. It was a lot easier to understand for sure in the moment. Uh, for a second there, we what thought. What are you doing? Wait, he's, he's, what is this? guy's lost. What is Del Rio thinking? His <laughs> mind <laughs> was pretty dark. He's a mile high. What's he, what's he doing? <laughs> and then Rivera gets the touchdown, but you weren't sure if he was going to hold on to that football now, were you? I mean, this game was full of twists and turns. At the end, we got the victory. Yeah, in their house. Hell yeah. The Raider fans there were getting beaten and battered by their fans. I know it because Denver fans below. And that's a fact. And I know this for sure that all those smiling faces in the last 30 seconds of the game were turned upside down. <laughs> I freaking love seeing the orange crushers with all their orange bullshit just look deflated. Good win, Raiders. Way to come back in the second half and make it happen. Um, I mean, <laughs> I don't know how it happened, but we made it happen. Derek Carr had, again, a bad game. He threw some bad throws. Uh, thank goodness none of them were intercepted, but, I mean, there were some really high throws and some way-off throws, some bad timing. Uh, the offense needs to crispen that up for sure before our next game. The defense won this game for the Raiders, I'm sure. Put us in great field position. And let me say another thing. Marquette freaking King, Amame, is the man. His kicking kept us in this game. I don't think he had a ball outside the 10-yard line in any of those kicks. And the one that we got the fumble on was a monstrous blow. And if you haven't seen it, rewind it and check it out. Marquette King was another. Our special teams all over played a great game. So, I, <laughs> once again, I am so jazzed we won. We beat Denver at home. What can you say about that? There's nothing better, really. So, let's go Raiders. I gotta give uh, I gotta give the game ball to Khalil Mack. Um, even though everyone on the defense is working hard, him and his push and the way he run, he would run through the defender. You know when you are mentioned in the same breath as Howie Long and you single-handedly make the entire Denver Bronco team your girlfriend, you deserve some extra props, Khalil Mack. Third down and five. Denver four for ten on third down of the first half. Four-man pressure. Osweiler gets sacked. Back onside the 14-yard line. The whole pocket collapsed. Benson Mayoa was there. Khalil Mack was third there. Third down nine. Now from the gun. Osweiler in his end zone. Khalil Mack almost got him. He fumbled the ball. The ball's free in the end zone. It's either going to be a safety, safety. or a touchdown. Safety. The Broncos recover it, and they do get the safety. The Raiders get the safety. Osweiler straight drop. Time. Cox sacked from behind by Khalil Mack. He got another one. His third of the game. His 12th of the year. Second down. Six. Osweiler back. He gets sacked. 
No, he got out of it. No, he goes down. For a moment, he got out of it. Then eventually, they got him around the Go ankles. Back again. And they dropped him. Look That's at what he did to Ryan Harris. He pushed him back like a, a blocking sled. Unbelievable. Second and four, Denver on their 29-yard line. 156 to play. Here comes Matt. And he's going to get him again. He got Osweiler for his fifth sack of the game. He is killing Michael Schofield. Ran right around him and sacked him to tie a Raiders single-game record with the Hall of Famer, Howie Long. I got Raiders, 15 unanswered points to come back and beat the Broncos, snapping an eight-game slide to Denver, 15-12, to and Khalil Mack, five sacks in that second half, which ties a team record set by Howie Long. Low, how do you explain that turnaround by Mack and the defense in that second half? Awesome. I got five on it. Like, my man Cody broke it down with that, that mix right there. That was hot. Khalil was all over the field, man. Khalil Mack was, he was a man amongst boys yesterday. You got to see a pass rusher just dominate. They tried to double him. They turned protection to him. He was beating two, three guys, spinning, turning, twisting. He just had that eye of the tiger yesterday. And certain times you get in that zone. And yesterday, Cleo Mack was in a zone, and he would not be denied, and he couldn't be stopped. It was amazing to watch that young man work. It was amazing. What's amazing is that we keep talking about how he had five sacks yesterday, isolated to the fact that he had five sacks in the second half. It wasn't four quarters worth of sacks. It was two. First player since 2002, Vonnie Holiday. Remember him? First player to rack up five sacks and a half since Vonnie Holiday in 2002. Since the NFL began recording sacks in 1982, no player has ever notched five or more in a game while winning by three or fewer points. Usually if it happens, it's a complete breakdown like in the Niner game yesterday where they surrendered nine. What happened yesterday is very simple. And it wasn't the defense turning it on in the second half because the defense gave you 60 quality minutes yesterday. Denver was marching on them left and right, and they kept holding them to field goals in the first half. That game could have got out of hand in a hurry. Because when a defense spends 24 minutes on the field during the first 30 minutes of the game, which is what happens yesterday, you're going to expect them to be worn down in the second half, especially in the fourth quarter, especially when playing at altitude in Denver. And this defense just kept going all the way around. Ben Heaney had a huge game yesterday. Most snaps he's recorded in a game all season, he needs to become a more integral part of this defense. But back to Khalil Mack, big-time players make big-time plays in big-time spots. And yesterday, the offense, God bless them with the drive that came out to start the second half, the offense went MIA for that game, all right? They had less than 200 total yards. Amari Cooper didn't have a catch. Michael Crabtree was non-existent. Derek Carr was skittish at best. The running game was eh. Clive Walford was the only playmaker who showed up. And Seth Roberts had a great catch, too, at one point for a touchdown. But bottom line, the offense didn't come to play in that game. The defense is what carried them to that victory. And that's now two games on the season against Denver where the Broncos have been unable to score an offensive touchdown against the Raiders. That's the signature win we've been looking for. And Khalil Mack is a top-five pick, bona fide superstar after yesterday's performance because now the entire league, the entire country, all the media and all the fans have stood up and taken notice after that game yesterday. That's the coming-out party you hope for when you have a top-five pick. Speaking of which, only Three top five picks in history have had a five-sack game. Khalil Mack, Gary Jeter, and some guy named Derek Thomas. You remember him? Now, Lowell, what have you seen with Khalil Mack? He's got 
nine sacks over the last three games. Obviously, yesterday was a performance for the ages. But early in the season, when he was playing alongside Alden, people were concerned because he wasn't getting those sacks and getting to the quarterback. What's the big change? Still got a motor, and he was still motoring. Sometimes sacks comes in bunches. Sometimes you just you, you're pushing, you're trying to make things happen. It wasn't like he wasn't trying. It wasn't like he didn't have a lot of quarterback pressures, a lot of hits. He was still getting those. He just wasn't getting the sacks. And you just keep on. You stay the course. The other guys are playing better. You know, he's starting to get some single singles, and now the double team. So he's just a guy that's going to keep fighting. And he, every year you're not going to get that. You're not going to get 12, 15 sacks every season. But if you continue to work and you have the talent, which everyone says that Khalil has the talent to be great, your talent will make room for you. And yesterday it just came to fruition. It built up. It was getting close, getting close. Yesterday was just amazing play by him. You know what this does now? Opposing coordinators, opposing coaches, every time they're playing the Raiders, have to game plan for Khalil Mack. Now you have to account for Khalil Mack. It was something Tom Brady said in last night's Sunday night game when he was asked, you're always identifying the Mike linebacker. That's who the quarterbacks are always pointing out. 53 is the Mike. 53 is the Mike. Brady said J.J. Watt is the only defensive lineman in the game who he's also identifying when he comes to the line of scrimmage. We're not necessarily saying Mack is on Watt's level, but now opposing teams are going to have to account for him more than ever before. You know what that means? More double teams, more chip blocks from the running backs. But what it also means is it's going to free open space for other pass rushers on this team to go make plays. And if you get yourself another bona fide pass rusher in there, he's going to start making big-time plays. It's the same concept with Alden Smith playing with Justin Smith. Justin commanded so much attention, Alden was able to run free. Khalil Mack is going to make everyone else around him better now that he's going to be commanding so much attention. Oh, they've and, been, they've been game-blaming for that sucker. Well, now it's going to be <laughs> amplified after what he did to the Broncos yesterday on their home turf. And don't forget about the presence yesterday of Mario Edwards, too. Mm. One of those uh, Mack sacks early in the game, Edwards pushed that pocket and forced Osweiler right in the Mack. Mario Edwards is coming on strong. Coming yes. on strong. Very solid second-round pick. Now, Joe, you mentioned Derek Thomas. Here's... Charles Woodson after the game talking about Khalil Mack. You know, the way he uh, you know, he can get around the corner and bend and, and get low to the ground and those sort of things, it kind of reminds you of Derek Thomas. Uh, I remember playing Derek Thomas my first game in the NFL against the Chiefs, and he had six sacks against us. And uh, today, Khalil kind of reminded me of that. Now, guys, that's a legend comparing a young pass rusher to one of the best that's ever played the game. That's high praise. Speaking of which, Woodson had another fumble recovery yesterday. I want, to go, I want to go look for gold with that guy. You know he's <laughs> going to be able to smell it. He is always around the football. But you're exactly right. The illustrious career that he's put together, the resume, the players he's gone against, the players he's watched on tape over the last two decades. Yes, he doesn't throw those compliments out no. there so cheaply. No, no, no. He's a smart guy. He's a smart guy, and he's always careful with his words. To compare Khalil Mack to a guy like Derek Thomas, that's high praise. And that's coming from one of the NFL's elder statesmen and most revered players. Now, Joe, I have a question for you. You've been talking about the signature win over the last few weeks. They got it. So what does this mean for this team, not just the rest of this year, but moving into next season? Now you know. Now you know you can compete. Now you know that you've got a team hmm. that can win big-time games and big-time spots. special. What they had done this year, piece by piece, they were learning and gaining experience. A, they showed the ability to go win on the road. Remember, the previous three seasons combined, the Raiders were 2-22 and 22 on the road. You had to find a way to win games on the road this season – They've done that. They're 4-3 and three on the road this year, guaranteeing their first non-losing road season since 2011. 
So that's a step forward. You need to score more points offensively. Defense needs to gel. But you wanted more importantly than anything else, that marquee win. So that next year you know, no matter who you're facing, no matter where the game is, no matter what the situation, you can win. And now they know that. They know that they can hang with a playoff contender. The farther Denver goes, the more confidence the Raiders are going to have in these big games later this year and next season. Let's see if this now carries over to the Green Bay game. Because last year, this is a team that when they notched their first win against the Chiefs, they laid down the following week and got rolled by 50-plus at St. Louis. Enjoy this win, but come to work next week and get after Aaron Rodgers. I think the narrative for the Raiders is toughness and soul and fight and grit and all the things you really build a program around. And we talked last week about how bad they've been in the fourth quarter. Um, they really, frankly, melted a few times this year in the fourth quarter. And if you're Coach Del Rio and the rest of that staff and that organization, you're just praying for a day like yesterday where it's not pretty, where it doesn't come down to talent versus talent, or where it comes down to will versus will. And I think the Raiders, for the first time as long as I can remember, and growing up a fan and following them, and for as long as I can remember since their, the year we beat them um, when I was in Baltimore, show just tremendous will and fight and grit. All the substantive stuff that people have a hard time that haven't played the game knowing where it just pops out on the screen. And to me, that's the narrative above Khalil Mack, above two fourth-quarter touchdowns, above any of that stuff. Uh, it comes down to 45 active guys, a coaching staff, uh, every auxiliary part of that organization digging deep into a place they didn't know they had this year and coming away with victory. Thanks, Trent. At TDESPN, make sure you follow Trent. A lot of good stuff he said there. He's not going to punt. He's going to go for it here. Osweiler in the gun. Slot formation right. Dexter McDonald against Emmanuel Sanders out left. Osweiler back. Throws middle. Wide open. Vernon Davis dropped it. He dropped it on the Raider 42-yard line. He had it. He was wide open on the seam route, and Vernon Davis flat out dropped it. That's been his problem. He will drop a big one. Wow. Wow. Doesn't ordinarily happen before the Raiders, guys, like that. The ball goes about. I'll tell you, the football (laughs) gods are smiling on the Raiders. Ball game. The reason the Raiders won this game is what you're talking about. It was not pretty. They had to fight. I mean, that, that was what was most impressive to me is they, they took to the field your speech. They really, they just got down and fought. Yeah. The quarterback did not play a pretty game. No. But he was tough, and they just, they found a way to outfight them. That, that, that's, to me, what last week was about, or Sunday was about. You know what, here's another thing, though. But you, you know in that second half how a momentum can shift, and it's almost like you can't make a bad, you can't make a bad move. You know, the plays just, the ball bounces your way. Yeah. And it's like Mac doing what he did. It's like them, you know, Demarius Thomas Thomas dropping balls. Vernon Davis dropping balls. Virgil Green, missing Virgil Green, I think, was the biggest play in the game. Instead of 12-0, they get a touchdown there. It's 16-0. It's 224 to minus 12 at the half. I don't know, have you ever guys have ever been in a game like that where it switched so decidedly, they outscored fifteen nothing in the second half. They had no business being in that ball game. They yeah. kept it close. In Twelve. You go into halftime and you're only down by two scores. Not even. I mean, a touch. Not even two touchdowns. Twelve. So you knew. Hey, look. Even though as bad as it is, you're like this would be a blowout. 
And here's another point people don't talk about. Turnovers. Card, no interceptions. Yeah. They fumbled the ball, but they recovered. Denver didn't get it. If you can win that turnover battle, Bill, you know that. You win the turnover battle, usually win games. Yep. That's where the mo- – hey, when Sanders dropped that punt, right there, the momentum completely turnover. changed. Without question. I think it changed on the opening drive of the second half when they went yeah. right down the field and scored. But uh, And then Mac just wouldn't let them – Lose the game. What, what, I mean, the, the way he performed, and it was all on that same move, you know, where he's just the one arm, his right arm, and he's stabbing and swiping low. I mean, the power that the, I don't know if there's ever been a more powerful player at his position in football. There's, there's been guys that are quicker, and but as far as pure power at his size, what did he do on Sunday? Lawrence, you know, Lawrence Taylor was similar. Was he as powerful? He was faster. Yeah. Was he as powerful as Matt? I, th- I think he was as powerful, but because he was so fast, he could beat him also, you know, just running yeah. around him. I tell you what, he he played like that little stump that he's a little older now, a little longer than tooth, but he played like that little stump, Harrison. Every James now and then, Harrison, James yeah. Harrison can yeah. take over yeah. a game like that and used to just beat people up in his heyday, and he yeah. would, didn't care. But when you saw Mac, Mac did something the other day where you, you, you get in the zone. Where certain players get in a zone. I saw Javon Curse when I was with the Titans. Certain guys at certain situations, you know, I've seen lights out. It's just that one day where you don't care. It's nothing you can do. They tried to double him. They tried to triple him. He was just, he, he, the Mac was like, you cannot stop me. And when, when you get in that zone like that, it was nothing Denver could do. You see, it was it was a man amongst boys. He he, he turned that switch I mean, on. You're not going to bring a guard over. They didn't chip him a whole lot. They, they, they didn't seem to make a ton of adjustments on him. They, he, he got a holding call on Vernon. I mean, they tried sometimes yes, to did. double. They ace block. They used the t- tackle and tight end. It's called ace. They tried to yep. ace up. Tried but to do, the, trade but block the way right. he was running through Yes. Him. I mean, just running with him one over. Arm. He just lifted him I off know. the ground with one arm. He yeah. was both sides. You know, the unique thing about him is the fact that, you know, he's basically an outside linebacker playing defensive end. Yeah. And he's able to hold up because of how powerful he is. Yeah. Plus, this isn't, I mean, the, the five sacks are huge, but he had had two sack, two sack, two games in a row. So he's got nine in the last three games. He's got 14 on the year, leads the league, whereas last year he was so close. He had, he had four and a half sacks last year, and all of a sudden he's got 14, yeah. five in one game. Attitude, man, and they could. They, he just he turned he turned that switch on. And it was it was amazing to watch, and it wasn't just on the it wasn't just on the pass plays. He was really good against the oh, run. The as run. Well. Yeah, he was just you as know, strong against the run. It, it, and it's kind of odd that he's turned it on like this since Alden went down. Yeah, but when you look at the overall front, Nico Autry is yeah. just having a monster uh, year. He's the quietest. Mario assassin. Edwards yes. Jr. Is really he he has made the loss of Alden Smith somewhat palatable. He's playing that well. Dan Williams is playing that well. They they got a lot. It's not. I mean, Max the guy, but they got a lot of guys that are playing well on this front right now. Yeah, you, you got to give you got to give Fresno State a lot of credit. Jethro Franklin, defensive line. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a bulldog he, shirt on today. He's, he's really, oh. you know, I, you know, I, I taught him everything is no pops. I taught him everything is no. <laughs> he's got him playing, doesn't he? He, he does. Nico Autry is just playing like a monster. He, is. he had a yeah. good game against Denver. He has had a good year. He's big with the hands. Jeth, that's yep. what Jethro does a lot with his hands. He does spends countless times with that defensive line hand movement. Hands is everything. I don't know about Denver's offensive line, but it must be decent to have a good running game like they're proposed to have. 
But, man, Khalil Mack just made boys out of men um, on this day. And that is all I have to say about that. It's time to pass the cheese. <laughs> I love it. This ain't no fondue, brother. The Green Bay Packers are traveling to Oakland, making that long trip to the West Coast. And from the beginning of the season, Green Bay looked pretty damn strong. They were winning every game and beating everybody up. But of late, they have lost some, well, crucial contests. And Rodgers, who was all about confidence, never looked cockier. And trust me, he has one cocky mofo, uh, has been looking a little doubtful lately. With their losses to the Bronco Hose, the Panthers, of course, but the Lions and the Bears as well. And they beat them bad. Well, the Lions game was pretty close, but still, great game. Now, the Green Bay Packers are still a good team. They're not a bad team by any means. They beat the Cowboys, which is not a lot to say. They, they, they are also a team that depends on their running game. Uh, they run the ball with Lacey, Starks, good running backs, uh, pretty productive, and Lacey's like a freight train, hard to stop and difficult to get on the ground. Although the Raiders have a very good run defense, I expect them to continue to try to get the ball down the field on the running side of the ball. And you got Rodgers, of course, who's been passing like a mofo lately. But, you know, he's been shown to be vulnerable, and he's had a few injuries and I know this sounds silly, but I surely do think the Raiders can beat the Green Bay Packers in our house. Now, back to the football hour with Bill Romanowski and Lorenzo Neal on 95.7 The Game. You know what, man? There's not a person in this country that believe that you could come into Mile High and do what you did today. You hear me? Not one soul. But do you believe in one another? You're damn right you do. You trust one another. You're damn right you do. Do you love one another? You're damn right. And guess what? I love every one of you. Man to man. Because we did something special today. We came in here and we opened up a can of kick-ass on the Denver Broncos. And we did what no one thought was possible. Well, guess what? When we take on those mighty Green Bay Packers, we are going to smear green and yellow all over the Coliseum. We're going to open up a can of whoop-ass that they've never seen before. You have no idea what they're going to see next week in the Coliseum, in the black hole. In We're going to dominate them for 60 minutes. Because guess what? We believe, we trust, and we love, and we will dominate. For 60 minutes, and there will be nobody that will touch us. Do you hear me, men? We're going to kick their ass all over the Coliseum. Get ready for the game of your life. Let's go. Put me in the game, coach. Put me in the game. 
How about this weekend? You got Denver coming in, or excuse me, you got Green Bay coming in. Uh, Charles old old stomping grounds. A lot of people coming in with him, but uh, Aaron Rodgers coming to town. Can they can they do this two weeks in a row? Can't be about Aaron Rodgers. It's got to no. be. It's got to be about Latavius. This this offense has to find a way to generate some type of running game, just to eat up the clock. You got to limit you you see you can't go in. This is not Denver. You can't give this quarterback Aaron Rodgers all those opportunities. You just can't do it. He's too good of a passer to give him that type of opportunities. You have to can ball control him, and that's why. Not saying you got to run the ball all the time, but you got to manufacture a running game, and you have to keep the ball away from Aaron Rodgers and limit his touches. Can't be three and out. Yeah, can't the be big a bunch issue I'm seeing too is they can't run the football. Yeah, I know. So they no. are a one-dimensional team, and without Jordy Nelson, that one-dimensional pass game is kind of all up to Aaron Rodgers, and he's good, but he has struggled this year. They've been starts became offense. He's been pushing the other fat boy. Now fat Eddie boy Lacey, starts Eddie Lacy. He's, he's <laughs> trying, terrible. He made it, but he starts and made Eddie fat boy start trying to play a little better. Yeah, I'm last not, week he but see, for, I'm not worried about him. I think our defense. Yeah, I agree. Can, yeah. can beat him. It's the fast. It's more the fast Stop. guys or the cutback situations like Denver can yeah. compose, but we didn't have tr- we didn't have too much trouble stopping well, them. What, what, what does it say about the Raider front that the Denver Broncos went into the game thinking we can't run the ball on them and they couldn't? They, I mean, that, that's what they're trying to build. And I know C.J. Anderson was hurt and and uh, the, the other back a kid from San Diego stayed home and got tweaked yep. before the game, but. They, they they came out and went gun and tried to throw it on the Raider corners, which is the area to attack them. But they didn't even try to run the ball, and it was proven correct. They couldn't run the ball on the Raiders at no, all. No, they they couldn't. But when they did, did you see the way we were setting the edge? Set the edge. Yeah. That yeah, when we were setting the edge with power and getting penetration upfield, that really messed it up. Yeah, got to be able to set the edge, and that's what we did well. We have a super advantage. In Charles, the man, Woodson. Woodson played for them for a while and understands the mentality and the playbook of this team. Hasn't changed since he was there. I imagine they're going to try to mix it up a little bit. But this is going to be a contest won on pure effort. I believe the Raiders' defense will be very prepared for Green Bay. I don't know if we're going to be able to stop them I do believe we will. And I do believe our offense can play and win if they play and they calm down. Let me just get on that right now. I just think our young quarterback is carrying too much stress. I don't know what the hell is going on here, but I believe someone needs to sit him down and get some uh, mellowness back in his stride because I just see him hopping around Way too much. I, I think he needs to calm down a little bit and just chill like he did at the beginning of the season, and things will come to him. Now, people are going to say Amari Cooper didn't get any catches last game, and there were some issues there. Hey, man, they're putting their best defender on Cooper, their best. And that's why Seth and that's why Crab have field days on normal games. If they allow Cooper to get out on a single coverage, you're going to see something happen. He will catch the ball. He's a young guy. He is a baller, and everybody else knows it. So we better know it, too. Cooper is the man. 
give him a chance to get the ball, and it's on. I do believe Woodson's going to help this team greatly in this contest. Green Bay has lost some games. They're not all confident and cocky, and they are traveling to the West Coast. I am sure we're underdogs. There's no doubt in my mind. But I can see Charles Woodson out there. I feel another interception or two this game. I know the Raiders could beat the cheese and the black hole with all my heart. They play like they can play and not leave us all (laughs) with high blood pressure and strokes. Doesn't matter as long as they win, as long as they play hard. As long as they play for 60 minutes, I will be a happy-ass fan. Green Bay Packers coming to town. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers, pretty good quarterback, right? Yeah, really good. Really good football team, really good quarterback. Uh, a lot, a lot of a lot of talent. You know, Clay Matthews, uh, the third, uh, Julius Peppers. Uh, yeah, they've they've got a good group, and uh, you know, obviously Aaron Rodgers leading that offense, a very very explosive offense. So, yeah, we've got a work cut out for us. We're we're looking forward to it. Uh, it's, it's gonna be a great opportunity here at home against a really good football team. Are you gonna tell Khalil you need six sacks this week? <laughs> no, no, we're gonna we're gonna get him uh, get him ready to go and. Do the best we can to get uh, get Aaron off the spot. Thank you very much. Good to talk to you, Coach. Congratulations on the win. That was one hell of a turnaround in that football game. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you, David. All right. Talk to you next week. I know we can win, and if we do, it'll be epic. The tailgate's going to be off the chain. We got everybody showing up. Houston Raider Steve. We got the Crusader Raider in the house. We have Crossbones Gilly getting down in Oaktown for the very first time. Get your ass there. If you haven't got a ticket, get your hands on one and be there for this game because we only got a few games left. Football season will end. And then you're going to be wondering why you didn't go to a game or didn't see another game. Trust me. Do it. (laughs) Well, that's what I think about this game with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I know Aaron Rodgers likes to come back home. Uh, I know he's a great quarterback, but uh, we can do something about this. And I think with our new defense, and I do say that because I know Ken Norton's doing a much better job. I was on his ass earlier. What was the worst part of our team? Let me just start talking about that right now. The defense was the weak link at the beginning of the season That's all we did is bitch about our secondary, and lately they're the part of the team that's holding it down. It's strange how this game goes. Well, that is all I have to say about this pregame because, really, the Raiders should play loose and ready to go. I know the fans will be in the house. I know it'll be loud as hell, and I love it. All right, 1-800-620-7181, 1-800-620-7181. That's what you got to do, and that's what you're doing. I love this part of the show, as you know. Our first caller is Raider Sid from Vallejo, not to be confused with the Desert Raider, of course. What's happening, Raider Sid? Raider Sid. 
Hey, Raider Greg. This is Raider Sid. I'm out here in Vallejo, California. I'm actually in the hospital at UCSF at the moment. I'm sitting here, sick, admitted in the hospital, and God damn it, the Raiders are just making me sicker, man. They are horrible. They are just... I started off this year, I started off realistic, expected us to win six, seven games this whole year. I expected us to do better, take the losses that we could get, you know, and grow from them. I wanted us to grow from them. I didn't, I wanted to see us take those losses and say, okay, next time we're in these situations, we will win like a good team. Now, what I have been treated to or, you know, disrespected to, I guess, having to watch this is the Raiders giving us false hope at the beginning of the year and everybody giving them false hope saying how good they were when we didn't play anybody the first few weeks who could figure out how crappy our secondary was. Our secondary is horrible. P.J. Hayden needs to be cut. He's horrible. I cannot, I disagree with, with Ray Ray Armstrong being our, a starting linebacker on our team instead of Seal Moore because Jack Del Rio didn't get along with Seal Moore because of his attitude? How childish is that? That was one thing that pissed me off. We got DJ Hayden back there acting like he's a pro. He gets burned every single time I see a receiver near him. Or wait, I don't see him near him. They're too far down the field. My bad. It's pathetic. And, and, and it's getting to the point now where I expected these guys, I expected Carr, Cooper, Khalil Mack, Emerson, all these young guys who had the so-called pride, who looked prideful, who, had, who were giving us hope, to come out and take these losses hard, to take them as disrespectful losses. Like, they shouldn't be losing these games. Like, they should go home just feeling like crap. And it just seems like they go home like the old Raiders and say, oh, well, we suck, so we're just going to, you know, put in the same shitty effort and come out next week and not play any better. God, it's frustrating, man. This isn't an uplifting call. I apologize. But I really hope we can things straightened out. I hope Connor can start playing better, more consistent like he was early in the year. I hope Cooper can get his hands back to baby soft, not rock like hard. That rock like hard, hard like rock. And dropping passes every single time I see them thrown his way. You know, I just, I really hope they improve. It's getting on my nerves now. Anyway, thank you very much for the great podcast and entertainment every week. This is the one good part about having to go through the Oakland Raiders season to get to hear your great podcast. Have a good day. Well, first, I want to say I'm sorry you're in the hospital, bro. I hope you get better. Almost nothing serious. That's the most important thing. Second of all, you know, that first half was brutal. I was pissed, too. But it wouldn't have mattered if we had lost. Even I would have been pissed, of course. But I still see us making a lot of progress, man. I think you got to look at it a little different. I think we've got a lot of good pieces, and we're playing. We're starting to get it, and I I can feel that. Trust me, my friend. Um, I understand your frustration from years of battering, but that shit's over, bro. You better be happy today. We won, and we're going to continue to get better. It's only going to get better. That I promise you. And from beautiful Denver, Colorado, Raider Vaughn's in the house. What's up, bro? I bet you're feeling mighty strong today. (laughs) That's great, man.
Fellas, this is your boy, Raider Fonz, coming out of Denver, Colorado, here live at the game, celebrating with my nation's family. Goddamn, that defense came through for us today. Khalil Mack is a beast. Ugly game, we got the shit done. Raider fucking nation, baby. I'm out. You know, I wanted to hear from a fan that was there. I bet you were just loving it. Uh, it's great leaving the stadium when you're victorious, especially in their house. <laughs> Great job, man. And you're not going to get any crap from work either. I love that. And our next caller, we haven't heard from him in quite a while, but he is the Mad Raider. 32. <laughs> hey, Raider Greg. This is uh, Mad Raider number 32. Um, just giving you a call. It's been a couple years since I've... Left a message, but uh, what a way to win, to beat Denver. Uh, Cleo Mack with, with those five sacks, he, he was unbelievable. Uh, tying Howie Long's record in 1983 versus Washington. Um, just unbelievable performance. Uh, I think the Raiders offense only gained 127 total yards, but somehow they still win the game, uh, even though maybe one could argue Denver virtually handed it to him in the second half, but it doesn't matter because we need wins. We need, we need to build. We need to uh, get better week after week. And, um, you know, we need to get this team heading in the right direction. And I think this win was huge and, uh, makes me real proud to be a Raider, especially now that we are 61, 50 and two lifetime against Denver. I don't think they're ever going to catch up to us. Uh, and let's keep it that way. Go Raiders. There he is dropping the big info. 61-50-2. Is that what you said? That's beautiful numbers as far as I'm concerned because I cannot stand the Broncos. And it's funny because they keep talking about the nine-game win streak or what was it, the seven-game win streak, whatever it was um, that Denver had over us until – Sunday, that is. I love it. Thanks for the call, brother. Please keep calling. And our next caller from the OC, Orange County, California, my good brother, the Disciple Raider. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, and Raider Nation, the Disciple Raider in Orange County. Nice one today, guys. On the road, enemy territory, backs against the wall, against all odds. No, Everybody left us for dead, had us on life support, came back and bust their ass at home. Could have been worse. Defense, man, you got to give it to them. They kept us in there the whole first half. Musgrave, dude, I don't know what the fuck you're doing with this offense in the first half, man. What the hell? Murray, dude, can you learn how to fucking run? Do not turn your back to the line. Go forward. Not east to west, north to south, man. I'm so excited for the win. I'm very happy for the team. Like I said, man, our record is 6-7, and seven, but we all know and the league knows we're, we're a lot better than that, man. And we're on the cusp of turning this around. I know we all get frustrated because I'm 1-2. It's just small shit, and this is why it's important to win the games that you can win because when you get in a tight one like this, it all makes all the difference in the world. That's all right, man. Like I said, with a few more pieces – and some tweaking here and there. We're on our way, man. 
we're on our way. And we hear the cries out there, and we hear all you brothers and sisters out there getting frustrated. But it's just a matter of time, man. It's just a matter of time. All right, man. Have a great week. Uh, the Raiders are on their way, man. Later. I love that call. I love it. I love it because it's full of reality and truth, bro. We are getting better. We're going to continue to get better. And, yeah, games like this that just want to give you a stroke. Uh, and they came out 127 yards of total offense. And we won. <laughs> That's freaking crazy, bro. Good win, though. Beat the Broncos at home. There's nothing better. And our next caller is Raider Trip up in the house. What's going on, bro? Raider Greg, this is the RVA Raider, a.k.a. Raider Trip. I am fucking pumped right now. I got to say that was one of the most amazing wins that I've seen in probably the past 14, 15 years. Fucking incredible. My hat is off to the defense 100%. We won that game because of the way they stepped up big. I'm so pumped. Seawood, you are the man. Offense, you did a stellar job in the second half. You know, you really had me worried in the first half, but you stepped up big time. D-Car, way to lead that team. I am so fucking pumped. Shout out to my buddy Raider Pat. He and his fiance got on the tube at the game. He was straining on her because she's a Dolphins fan. It was fucking incredible. I am so psyched. I really don't care if we win another game all season long. That was the fucking game right there. Raider Nation, thank you so much. Merry Christmas, Raider Nation. I'm out. That's right, brother. Our defense saved our ass in this game. And I saw your friend choking her girlfriend. I saw that on TV, bro. I'm telling you right now. Most of us did because uh, they'd pan up to the, the, the fans from time to time. And that was the classic. I'm so glad that I know you, who now told me that you know them. Very cool. Uh, great day for the Raiders. Unbelievable win. Uh, I don't know how we did it, but we did. And our next caller from Portland, Oregon, Raider Allen is up in the house. What's happening, brother? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Allen here in Portland, Oregon. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Been a Raider fan all my life. Grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Watched games with my dad. My dad was an NFL fan, and uh, the first time I saw Daryl LaMonica throw the ball down the field, uh, I knew I was a Raider. And uh, my dad and I argued about that. He said, that is not football. <laughs> I just That's the way I wanted to play the game, and I've been a Raider fan ever since. Uh, I just wanted to call in and tell you I could not be prouder of our team. Uh, I've, I've been watching this team struggle the last eight to ten years, and uh, I think we have to be patient. Uh, Carr's going to make some mistakes. I watched this game today, and I watch I watch the coaching. Uh, I know we've been critical of our offensive uh, coach. Uh, the play calling was a little more solid, uh, and and you you get a guy like Mac on the other side of the line doing what he did today. After 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 eight years of this of watching this team, um, 
I'm I'm just ha- it's fun. I'm happy to see this team compete. They never quit. They give they give it to the last minute, last second, and I just love these guys. Uh, and I just think it's I'm so optimistic about the future. And I love what you guys are doing, Raider Greg. I'm I'm the guy that, that with the big red mustache that sits behind you in the stands. I only get down twice a year for games. I was down for the Kansas City game last week, and uh, I just uh, I love this team. I'll be going down to Carson if we end up there. Um, but keep on doing what you're doing. Please, Raider Nation, be patient with this team because uh, we've got a good group here. All right, I'm out. First of all, I have to say. Thanks for calling, man. You sit right behind me. You know how good our seats are. <laughs> They're damn good. Yeah, we're really blessed to have those seats. Um, yeah, I am very proud of our team, too. I'm proud of the team because I really feel for the first time in a very long time, 10 years really for me, that this is a team. Like, we have a real team here. Uh, there are no quit bunch. They, they play for each other, and you can't ask for more than that. I know we've got some growing pains, but, man, you've been hearing me. we got nothing but sunshine coming. Uh, we just need a few parts. The coaching in this game, I believe you're correct. I believe that uh, Musgrave, I'll tell you in this thing, the second half I saw the weakness in the Broncos was the tight end, and that's why we had two of them, Rivera and Walford, uh, do so well. And then, of course, you know, the super freak we have, number 10 <laughs> in the house, uh, draws the other uh, touchdown. So uh, I believe coaching did have a lot to do with the second half and the changes we made to, to make some progress on the offense. I got to give him credit where credit is due. Thanks for the call, man. I'll see you next game. Faux show. And our next caller is a beautiful femme fatale of the Raider Nation, Callie of the South, Raider. What's going on, girlfriend? Oh, my God. Raider Nation, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. We are in Denver right now after the win. This is Callie in the South, Raider. I am so excited. We did such a good job. I just want to give a shout out to the tavern out here in Denver, Colorado, that put on an absolute great Raider party, invite only on Market Street. It was awesome. And the win was fucking awesome. This is Ruthless Real. It's my first time calling in, and my best friend, Kelly in the South. We went to the game. We're celebrating <laughs> this brownie. <laughs> Go Ray! Kelly in the South, out. We got a twofer. We got Ruthless Ruthie and Kelly in the South in the same call. Well, I was surprised by that one. Well... Ladies, first of all, thank you for calling in. Everybody's going to love this call. Uh, We can tell how much fun you had at the game. Uh, It was epic to hear. You know the Raider Nation rolls. I know that party must have been absolutely crazy fun. I'm sorry I missed it, girlfriend. Thanks for the call. As always, loving you. 
And our next caller, the Canton Raider, is up in the house. What's up, brother? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Canton Raider from Canton, Ohio. Brock Osweiler had to have that song in his head all game long, because after every snap, it was Return of the Mac. What can you say about that performance? Five sacks, tying Howie Long franchise record. The offense didn't look that great, but they played against a great defense. It was a win. As ugly, as beautiful, as sloppy, as perfect as it was, it was a win. And this team needed a win like that. Last year, Dennis Allen's Raiders, they would have folded at halftime and it, the route would have been on from there. This team showed a huge improvement winning a close game like that. They needed an ugly win like that. And Derek Carr needed a win like that just to prove that, to show him that he don't need to make plays to win a game. He can rely on other people like Mac or the defense. Last week against the Chiefs, that's what happened. Carr tried to make plays, do it all on his own, and you're not going to win the games like that. Last week, this week, they won the game without Carr being a man, which is what they needed. As far as free agents go, signing Crabtree, I love it. Signing that fullback, Alawali, perfect signing. The next free agent they need to get to keep on their team, soon to be free agent, Marquette King. Those punts he punted last Sunday, ah. Uh, Four or five of them was inside the tent, which led to a safety. Field position, man. Field position is how you win games. They need to re-sign Marquette King. I don't know about Seabass. I think it's thanks for the memories with Seabass. But uh, on to the Packers, man. I'll take this win. I'll be partying all week. Go Raiders. That's a great call, bro. Great call. And I said, Marquette King, man, I I saw him kick in training camp when he was a rookie. First time he was there. He was competing for the job. And there was nobody on the field could boot a ball like this young man. Raider Nation podcast here with Marquette King. This is the man. This is the horse I have in the race myself, honestly. I like your style, man. I love your leg. You got a great leg. So tell me about camp. You're talking a little bit about your progress. You've hit a couple of bumps. Tell me what's happening. Yeah, uh, just taking it easy and uh, staying focused on being consistent. Hitting uh, balls over at least four or five and at least 40 yards, trying to get what the coach wants. But uh, yeah, you do have days where you, your body's just fatigued and you got to get in the ice and just make sure your legs are under you so you can hit consistent punts and try to try to stay as consistent as possible throughout this whole camp because it gets tough it gets tough now game time is a different time we all know that because camp is different than game time we see people rise and fall in camp and then as soon as the game time happens they come alive uh you're going to be playing this week for sure yeah yes sir that's the plan uh uh hopefully well me and Chloe switching out uh i don't really know how they're doing it this time but i think uh He's going first half, I'm going second half. So what would you say the style difference as far as uh, kicking goes between you and, and Chloe, if, if you could? I know it's tough to talk about teammate, but give me your best shot. Um, I would say Chloe gets the ball off a lot faster. Uh, his get-off time is real. I think it's one of the quickest get-offs in the NFL. And uh, 
I'll say, I'll try to compare myself to maybe Mike Cypher, the way he takes his steps, and uh, just try to get it out of there. So it's a quickness issue, really, kind of the thing. Uh, distance, I know you've got it on him. I mean, we all do. Everybody does. We've seen it. So um, how are you thinking about changing that? What's your What's your plan? Just working hard? Yes, sir. Just uh, just staying focused, working hard, trying to give the coach what he wants. Uh, if he wants it long, I hit it long and high. If he wants it short and high, I hit it short and high. And that's what it is. It's primarily what the coach wants for that particular play, right? Yes, sir. Okay, well, see, a lot of people don't understand special teams. It's very special. And Marquette King is a very special athlete. I want to thank you for being a Raider, my man. Yes, sir. Uh, we're going to be looking for you out there on the field. I am, like I said, you're my horse in the race, and I ain't jacking around. You guys know that. Thank you, man, and good luck to you, man. And the other thing is, I do know he's worked very hard on his kicks. He's trying to get him in the right place, and his hard work, it sure as hell paid off in this game for sure. And we got to seal this kid up before he gets on the open market for sure. Thanks for the call, brother. It is a great day, and it's going to be a great week, that's for sure. And our next caller from D.C., Captain Raider, is in the house. First to fight for the right and to build the Raiders' might and the Raiders rolling along. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Captain Raider from D.C. First of all, woo! Fuck the donkeys. Let me just say, I've been waiting so long to say that. Second of all, there are three particular individuals I'm going to call out. Um, first and foremost is Bill Musgrave. That guy, I'd rather have a sixth grader in there calling offensive plays. And I finally figured out after this game why our offense is so stagnant. is because of that motherfucker. Not because of our talent level. I know we all know that, but he is literally the worst offensive coordinator I've ever seen, period. Second, again, to call out uh, the second person is uh, Sebastian Janikowski. That guy needs to go. Done, done, done. I agree with Money Man has spoken um, on Janikowski's track record. He will make them when we're getting blasted, but he'll miss them when it counts. And that is not a definition of a clutch player. He sucks. He needs to go. Too much money. Throw him out the window. And lastly, I gotta do it, man. Boom, 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 boom. You know what I'm talking about? The man with the Pink Floyd intro music. Money man, guy, you are a great Raider fan. I agree with Ray Ray and Ray Randy on that. You know, you bring up some salient points. I always enjoy hearing what you say. Until you open your mouth and start talking about Derek Carr and Terrell Pryor. Come on, man. You have great points. We love listening to you, dude. You are an amazing commentator. So please keep your integrity up and pull your head out of your ass on this Derek Carr thing, man. Let it go. Unbelievable. But we love you anyway, man. Anyway, much love to Raider Nation. This one I wanted so bad, and we got it. This is Captain Raider. Wow. Wow. There's a plea for, for Money Man has spoken sanity. <laughs> you know what? He's going to see the truth. It's just going to take him some time. 
but he'll be on board. Trust me, Money Man Has Spoken is solid, Raider Nation, as we all are here. Um, and we all have different opinions, of course. It's refreshing to hear everybody's different takes, but, you know, we can take the TP and do what you got to do with the TP. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Thank you for the call, brother. Very, very cool. Uh, it is a great win. And our next caller is the VHX Raider. He's in the house. What's going on, my man? Hey, hey, Raider Randy, Raider Greg. Uh, sorry if I got the names out of order. But this is VHX, you know what I'm saying, a Virginia Raider by way of Texas. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man, it's such a good game, man. Oh, that was a good game. We got let one slip away, but this was a good one. The dominant performance by Khalil. The night train, Mac. Oh, my goodness, man. Five sacks in the game. Oh, he was unstoppable. He was running through tackles and holes. There was nothing you could do to stop him. I'm happy for this win. I could talk trash to my Broncos. The defense looking better and better. Oh, man. An old man, Woodson, man, is always around the ball. Oh, man. Raider Nation, we got one. There is nothing better than going to work the next day and just looking at everybody and not even have to say a word. <laughs> you just put your finger up to your mouth like, shh, don't say anything. <laughs> I love it. Good call, my man. And next we have Raider DJ. He's in the house. Hey, brother, what's up? Oh, what a day. Going into Denver and spanking them donkeys. Spotted them 12 points. Still spanked the donkeys. Raider Greg, this is your boy Raider DJ. I'm going to make this short and sweet. A few things that I really liked out of the game. Clive Walford looking like worth every single penny. The guy is looking like he's going to be a stud in this year for league years to come. Uh, the defensive line beyond Khalil Mack, we already know what that man did. But Danico Autry, Mario Edwards Jr., Dan Williams, even Justin Ellis out there, all looking good across the board. I was very, very impressed with the defense. And honestly, I was impressed with what Ken Norton Jr. brought to the table. These guys are playing above what many think they're capable of doing, and I think that is a testament to the coaching staff. Uh, on another note, MVP of the game, beyond Khalil Mack, has to be Marquette King. Coffin corner punt didn't even need to be downed by a player, went out of bounds to two, and then his high bomb out there made Emmanuel Sanders drop the ball. Raiders win. Raider Greg, I'm out. I'll see you Christmas Eve at no.co. Peace. You know, it's amazing to me how, how the Raider Nation sees those things, too, that are so important. You, know, you take it for granted, you know the punter is so important, but not, not everybody sees that. Uh, field position won this game. Field position won this game. Every turnover was right there. You know, that's why we could win with 127 yards of offense. That is field position game. Marquette was a beast. Thanks for the call, bro. I'll see you at Christmas. And our next caller is Rudy the Vet. Yes, sir, from the East Coast. What's up, man? Raider Greg, Raider Randy. It's Rudy the Vet, the East Coast Raider. 
calling in after that Broncos win. That's what I'm talking about. Defense, baby. That's what wins championships. A few more pieces. Calling in, looked good in the second half. They had their moments. Billy Musgrave, man. Yeah, I'm getting something to eat, bro. Victory. I love it. Love it, man. I ain't called in a while. I'm listening every week. I love what y'all do, man. I wish y'all would put more information out there about how to support you. Raider Nation, baby. Love it, dude. The Bucca Hose. Done. Oh, I'm out, man. Shining in from Delaware. Go Raiders. Well, first, thanks for the props, brother. We always appreciate it. There is a donation place on our, our Raider Nation podcast uh, webpage. If you want to help us out, you can do that there. But, you know, no need. I mean, if, if you can, great. If you can't, it's Christmas. <laughs> Forget it. But let me go to this. Bill Musgrave. As much shit as I've given this coach, as much crap as I've hammered on him as I can, I have got to give him props for this game. He changed his scheme in the second half, and he made it happen. He's the one who made the tight ends. He's the one who saw the weakness in the Broncos. He's the one who developed plays that weren't the same as in the first half. And you have got to give the coaching staff their thumbs up. The defense, defense Ken Norton, you know, he got a bunch of shit too. However, there's a coaching staff that has improved this team and they're playing way outside of what anybody thought they could do. I'm happy with this team so far. Let's see what happens at home with the cheese. And our next caller, a solid Raider fan, been calling this show for a very long time. I love this man. This is... Obi-Wan Reader. What's up, Raider motherfucking nation? What bitches in the Broncos? Get name on the fucking house. That's what I'm talking about, bitches. Obi-Wan Raider calling in from Magnolia, Texas. Raider Greg, what the fuck is up? I am fucking beyond ecstatic. Khalil Mack is a fucking beast. Five fucking sacks? Are you shitting me? I was ready to make Bill Musgrave walk the fucking plank. Negative 11 yards of offense? Jack Del Rio. Damn good time making fucking adjustments, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All the Raider fans say fucking thank you right now. This is the shit I'm talking about, okay? I know I'm fucking overly excited right now, Raider Greg, but we have not beat those fucking Bronco Holt donkey sons of bitches. Derek Carr stepping up in the second half. Two TDs. You atone for that fucking game you lost us, bro. When you fucking threw the pick six in the earlier part of the season. Oh my fucking God, that was awesome. Khalil Mack is a fucking beast. Touchdown! Well, those of you who listen to the show and know Obi-Wan Raider, uh, he is usually pretty calm and reserved, and this is how exciting this victory was for everybody, bro. Way to bring the passion, my man. Our next caller, my good brother from the great north, the 360 Raider. He's in the house. 
What is going on, Raider Nation, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, and the rest of my brothers and sisters out in the Raider Nation? The 360 Raider, checking in from the gray white north of Bellingham, Washington. Wow, what a game yesterday. We finally got the stench of the Bronco hose off of our nutsack. Woo! How great it feels to finally beat those clowns. It was a, uh, it was a close one. It was a close one. I had a feeling that, uh, I had a feeling that we were gonna fuck this up somewhere towards the end, uh, especially going for two when, uh, you know, we needed to just get the extra point to make them go down the field and score the touchdown. Well, I guess apparently later on it was discovered that uh, Tondo messed his shoulder up, got his shoulder messed up or something. And uh, they said, we'll go for two instead of kick the extra point in case something really screwed up happens. So I guess whatever to that, I guess whatever to that, uh, we got lucky. But again, the conservative play call, we didn't get bit in the ass with it this time. But the conservative play call towards the end, uh, you know, running the draws up the middle. Hey, Musgrave, I got news for you, pal. It doesn't work. Throw it out of the playbook, burn it up, shred it, light it up with gasoline. I don't give a fuck. Get rid of it. It doesn't work. Stop with this conservative play call bullshit when you have the lead. You only got a three-point lead. Okay. You know, nobody has any problem running up the running up the board on us, but you know, God forbid us run the board up on somebody else. I'm just sick and tired of all this conservative play call bullshit. You know, if you wanna, you know, go out to win. And don't just go out to win by a field goal. Go out to win by ten, twelve, fourteen, twenty one, seventeen points. I don't get it. I don't give a shit. You know, nobody has any problem running the fucking score up on the Raiders. And then, uh, you know, the media say, oh, the Raiders are just shitty. Look at how, look at how they, they can't defend anything. You know, they get blown out by, you know, 20, 30 points. Now, granted, that only happened like once this year where we got blown out by like 15 or more. But, you know, we need to start jamming the ball down people's throats and uh, let people know who we are. Uh, Got three more left. King Bay, San Diego, and uh, and Kansas City. These are all very winnable games. I I would love to play spoiler to Kansas City last week and either knock their asses out or, or, uh, you know, really solidify that number six spot for them where, you know, they, they just have to, you know, take the road the whole way to the show. Uh, Green Bay would love to play spoiler to them, too. In San Diego, well, they got nothing to play with. <laughs> They're done. They, they don't even have a fucking stadium to play in there, so whatever. We'll, we'll kick their ass, too, while we're at it. But, like I say, man, these are all winnable games. Uh, it's just a fucking conservative play call. It, you know, 
I, I couldn't smoke enough cigarettes yesterday to fucking to, to, to get over this game. I stop it with the damn conservative play call, Musgrave. You know, you got you got weapons, you got car. Car's got a good arm. Granted, his decision making still not what it should be. Uh, you know, he he, he he either needs to take a sack in some cases, or or throw the fucking thing out of bounds. Throw it to the throw it to the beer guy, man. I, I don't give a shit. But uh, you know, don't throw it into coverage. Uh, but you know, take this draw play shit out of the uh, out of the arsenal. It ain't working. Anyways, that's all I got. Looking good. You know, we're looking good. I think uh, we could finish 15 on a strong note. Um, I think 16 is going to be the year. I think 16 will be the year we get this thing above 500 and we uh, and we get to the playoffs and, and really start making those. On that note, to everybody in the uh, Raider Nation, a Merry Christmas. And the 360. Well, you know what? You're you're getting hard on Musgrave, and I have too. But I have to tell you, man, he adjusted in the second half. The plays were totally different. Um, maybe he blew it in the first half, whatever. And I understand the conservative play calling, uh, but to a degree, I do agree with you there. We do not have a running back that he needs. We matter of fact, I was pissed off that they kept running Murray. He turns his back to the line, and then he just lays down. You know, put Ottawali in there, man. That guy beats his way through the line. He keeps going forward. I do not like the way Murray runs. I just can't take it. They got to put someone else in there. I don't care. Uh, Taiwan Jones has a huge brace on his leg. If he didn't have that, he would be our 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 scat back. He'd be able to do all kinds of stuff. Uh, come out of the backfield for passes. That'll happen next year for him because we're going to keep him too. But uh, now Murray's the problem. I understand the conservative play calling, but uh, I think he pl- called a pretty good game, man. We got the W, didn't we? And our next caller, Raider Chris from Scranton, PA. What's happening, man? I know you're happier now. Raider Nation. Raider Randy, Raider Greg. Raider Chris from Scranton, PA. Got to tell you, a boy did work. That's why he was the best player coming out in the draft two years ago because that boy can ball. Man, they couldn't stop an NFL good. I don't care who was that quarterback. Nobody was stopping him. It's like he said, he wanted to win that game for our head coach and we did just that. Ugly as hell in the first half. Don't even want to discuss it. Let's get over that because it's a four-quarter game and it's about damn time we finished a four-quarter game. But uh, obviously game balls go out to Mac Woodson. But I tell you, this boy, Ben Heaney, that boy ain't no joke. He hustles, and he hustles hard, and he doesn't stop until he hears a whistle. That kid's unbelievable. Diamond in the rough, that kid. He can fix his secondary up. Can have a legit team next year. Hell, this, this year ain't even done. It's, it's a long shot, but, man, that, that felt good to win. I was at work yesterday, and this couple was wearing this Bronco shit coming in, and I don't give a damn. I walked past him with my Raider hat. I don't know these people. And I said, Raider Nation. I would have said bitch, but they probably would have reported me because we're just that awesome. But, uh, yeah, big win, good win. Don't like the offensive play calling so much, but I still think he's got to go. But, uh, yeah, good win. 
Green Bay comes to pound. Let's, let's get another upset going on. Let's have people continue to talk about us because even Mike and Mike this morning, they're like, how did they win? How did they win? It's we won. That's all that matters. We won. We finished the game. We shut them down the second half. Game over. Stop crying. Move on. Raider Nation, I'm out like that after going down. But- well, first of all, anybody says anything, Denver and the two games we played this year got seven, count them, seven field goals and zero touchdowns with both quarterbacks, the Brock and also Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning. You know, both those guys uh, could not put the ball in the end zone on this defense. I just think that's the passion of this team when it comes to the Broncos. I always feel we can win, just like with the Chiefs. We always think, well, just like with the Chargers. (laughs) I always think we can win these division games because there's so much more to them. Yeah, man, it was ugly, but I'll take it. I still think Musgrave needs some time. As much as I bitch about him, I believe we need to have another season. Uh, And I do believe he has to have more time with these players and add a few more guys. Let's see. I like his plays, perhaps not the sequence he calls them in, but you know what? We've had some real shitty offensive coordinators since the last 10 seasons. He's doing the best so far. I don't want to rock that boat yet. This is the second offense that Carr's had and the rest of the team. We have to keep him in place and see. As much as he pisses me off too, he's still doing better than a bunch of other guys before him. So I'm going to leave that at that. Thanks for the call, brother. Well, the Oakland Raiders, believe it or not, beat the Broncos in their own freaking house. It is an epically good week for the Raider Nation. All those that went to the game, I am so jealous because I know it was beautiful. I cannot stand the Broncos in any way, shape, or form, anywhere, anyhow, anyway. So the, the cheese are coming. I know we can win this game, too. Let's just get there and see. The Raider Nation is going to be loud and proud. The tailgate's going to be rocking off the frickin' chain. We will be in the house. I wish you were, too. I am Raider Craig, and I am out. Out.